Let's dive into Peloton some more stock on everyone's radar after recalling treadmills following injuries and a death stock has paid the price for that and now a little bit more in the aftermarket. Camila Januszewski joins us from CFRA to talk about what we learned from the company this afternoon. Uh, Camila, thanks for being with us here on the show and uh, walk us through kind of what stands out firstly and maybe the reason why you think the stock is lower after these earnings. Yeah. Uh, hi, Oliver. Thanks for having me. We think Peloton, as you noted in your opening remarks, put out some really great numbers this quarter. Aside from solid top and bottom line beats, just numbers that are worth highlighting. Churn rates, they were at six-year lows. Member engagement reached all-time highs. And we think that just speaks to how loyal the Peloton consumer base is. In terms of why shares are getting punished right now, uh, we think they're going to continue to whipsaw the earnings calls at 5 p.m. Investors obviously don't like uncertainty, and they did indicate in their release that on the call they're going to talk about guidance and how they plan to handle the treadmill recall. Okay. So that's going to be very important because uh, that uh, is really kind of taking the spotlight right now. Uh, Peloton with uh, huge top-line growth again, subscriber growth uh, extraordinary and in terms of what's expected versus unexpected though uh, you know the loss i know that most analysts were still looking for a loss but camilla walk me through why they get a pass on that when they're doing such huge numbers how do they get a pass on still not making money on the bottom line yep so obviously i want to start off by saying that the death of a child is obviously a very serious situation but we think the market needs to separate what is a tragic situation and then the underlying fundamentals of Peloton, which we see to be a very innovative and disruptive company. We think that even with all this recall uh, fiasco, Peloton's growth story is very much intact. And there are three key things that investors should remember. First, this is not Peloton's first regulatory hurdle. The company has dealt with music litigation, it also dealt with the recall on its pedals. And in all these situations, the company has come out stronger. Second, children are not Peloton's target market. So this is a different story than, let's say, a recall on toys or baby powder, for example. And then third, a majority of Peloton sales are actually the bike. And we think that they can very quickly enhance the safety of the Tread Plus. Just two ideas I'd throw out there. Mm -hmm. They can put a bar um, under the machine or maybe even a sensor because they recently acquired Atlas Wearables, which specializes in that, and they can definitely capitalize on that expertise. So here's where I guess um, you know, to kind of take the, 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 the contrarian side, or I don't know, maybe it's uh, in the side of the market after this downturn the last couple of months, but the just... The, the negatives of this because of the subscriber growth, what's so kind of jarring looking at this is when you see the way the subscribers are in this company or in the products are buying them hand over fist the last year. And now they're gonna have to kind of pause and put bars on them on treadmills and stuff and, and go through all this. It, it seems like the, the priority would much rather be them making money right because again there's they still lost money here so when does when do they start making money i mean they're shipping these things everywhere everybody got a peloton over the past year we were stuck at home i mean if they're not making money here when do they 
So the loss is narrowing, and we are obviously going to update our forecasts and estimates after the earnings call. But our projections, if you look at between fiscal year 2020 and fiscal year 2024, for sales, we're projecting a 50% compounded annual growth rate. We think their growth story is still very much in the early innings. A lot of key levers ahead, international expansion, Germany, um, one of the largest fitness markets, Australia later this year, um, product expansion in new verticals. And we think they're going to continue to focus on strategic acquisitions, which altogether is going to increase the utility, we think, of a Peloton membership. Now, the M&A activity uh, would obviously be cost uh, in the short term. Uh, it would be costly. The sales growth that you see, obviously, very good. Where else do they need to cut costs? Do they need to think about that? They've done a lot of advertising. They've done a lot of marketing. Can they dial that down now? What really impressed us um, on the margin front is the expansion of their subscription contribution margin. Uh, that came in ahead of our expectations, and I think it speaks to how staggering um, Peloton's unit economics model is. And it's just associated with the fixed costs specifically with content production. And we think that bigger picture and longer term, um, marketing expense can actually come down as word of mouth continues to grow for this company. Okay. Camille, thanks for the walkthrough here on what you're looking at. We'll let you get to the call and look for the update on the stock. Appreciate it. Camille Janoshevsky joining us from CFRA with bullish outlook. And a price target back near Peloton's highs, looking for a big turnaround of the company. Not happening in the aftermarket just yet.